Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Maz, can you hear me? <gasps> Dr. Mary? Dr. Mary, are you there? Well, I can kind of hear him. We're going to get going. This is a little bit of a... Are you there, Dr. Mary? I am. Hot dog. Well done, sir. Uh, good morning, everyone. Sorry, we had a few technical glitches, clearly, to get things started, but we are back. Um, I feel almost 100%, so that's good. What a stupid thing I had last week. Dr. Mary's in his office. We're all over the place. Um, but, not on your biscuits, that one you had, lover, I can tell you that now. It did. That always makes me laugh because... Uh, you can imagine that when I first met Dr. Mary, he was quite a swearer. And uh, that is not to imply that he is not still quite a swearer, but he's not the swearer he was when we met. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Mary, um, we're talking about an exchange we had with someone on our Facebook Messenger, and I cannot get that thing to pull up. So uh, that's fine. There's no reason to read it, and we don't need to reveal anything about who it was from. But can you just share the kind of the crux of the conversation, and then we'll talk about it? All right, yeah. So to backpedal, I'll give you a bit of backstory for a while. Dana and I are training to be level one accountability coaches for this um, company called Ignited, which is an alternative to AA for addicts. We've talked about this before. We've actually had um, the founder on our show and he, he, he um, No, we haven't had a yet. Yes, we have. I don't think so. We have. Anyway, um, one of the heroes from this program actually contacted Dana and, contacted Dana and I through the message system on the Daily Dose um, Facebook page. And they just wanted us, to, this individual wanted us to talk to them, but we couldn't because you have to do all communication through Ignited. So I was talking to this individual and I just decided, you know what, I can't sit, let it sit like this because it was a cryptic message. Please call me. So I got in hold. I got hold of a couple of people from Ignited who got hold of this individual, and this individual was a little upset that we didn't keep it between ourselves. But um, how are we to know how um, dire the circumstances were? We, we couldn't really communicate with them. So that's, yeah, uh, that's so where we are with it. It calls to question. Um, I, I think a number of things training which we have very little of, uh, yes. virtually none, quite frankly. I mean, we don't pretend to be addiction counselors or therapists or um, anybody in the actual 
mental health trained world of which there are many. Um, yes. And really all we have is our one lived experience and then a little bit of this work that we're doing with Ignited, but we still won't be therapists when we start working no, with Ignited. I mean, for heaven's sakes, those are multi-year degrees. So um, it calls to mind sort of what role do you play? And then I think the bigger um, issue is what do you do if someone reaches out to you and says, I'm struggling and need help? Because yeah. what, what we know from our lived experience is that there are many stages of addiction that are incredibly dangerous, yes, uh, both are. for the addict and potentially for the people around them. So yeah. if somebody reaches out to you in any capacity and says, boy, I am really struggling, what would you do? Because most of our audience is no more trained than we are. So what would you do in that moment of somebody asking for help and you recognizing that you are not in a position to give legitimate help? Um, you want to add anything to that, Dr. Mary? Yeah, when, when Dana and I talked about this just yeah, last evening, we were having a lovely evening walk by the river, pretending we still have a dog. <laughs> so we do go for these nice walks after dinner. Um, I said to Dana, well, it would have been lovely if this individual had actually had the capacity to actually communicate what was wrong with them. And Dana quite rightly pointed out to me that, um, while I was in the depths of my addiction and struggling with everything, I was a useless communicator. All I ever said was, I'm fine, leave me alone. No, you never said that. You said, I'm fed up. Ah. You know, well, um, how was work today? Yeah, I mean, work fed, you were fed up by work. You were fed up by relationships. You were fed up by winter. You were fed up by um, having to unload the dishwasher. I mean, everything the answer to everything was I'm fed up. And it was my job to interpret or decipher what that meant. Well, at some point I sort of thought, be fed up. I don't care. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with you. Um, so it was, you know, just to go back a little bit, what you said last night was that, you know, why didn't this person just tell us how they were feeling. And it was a really, again, good reminder that the person who is struggling does not necessarily have a real sense of what's going on. And certainly in the looking back, they don't. I mean, you and I think about the years of your addiction, which I now think were probably bad for, I'm going to say six years. I mean, progressively got worse, but I would say it was about yeah, six, yeah. six years of our, yeah. at that time, eight year marriage where things were not great. Um, so your perception is not only not accurate, but often flat out 
wrong. And I don't say that yeah. because my perception also couldn't be wrong. No. But I was. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. You know, so so the it's just it's an interesting place to be, and we don't very often have people reach out and ask for help. We have no, I think this may have been. Not. Could have been the second time, if not the first time. Yeah. And I guess I guess the point of today is just to think through. Did we handle it correctly? Was would there have been a better way to do it? I I will say that. Um, people who are in the throes of addiction and I, I can speak to this more uh, from more experience than just Maz. People who are in the throes of it are often all consumed by it, which is fair. I was all consumed by it too. Um, but that's a that's a big thing to take on then. Someone's all consuming fear, anger. Yeah addiction, where, wherever they are in the journey, we're not equipped to deal with that. Now, if if a family member or someone very, very close to us fell into an addiction, I think we would do everything we could to serve as a life raft. Oh, absolutely. Life, we couldn't save them. Remember, the biggest takeaway I took from this was, oh, you can't save anyone but yourself. Yourself, so, yeah, I got that was my big takeaway from that as well. But, but I think it's very different when someone who you have this very tertiary relationship reaches out. You have to decide if you even have the capacity to take that on. And in the case of Ignited, what is true is that when we're all set up in that world, we can communicate through that network with the people who yeah. are in the program, but that is not where we are now. And so we made a difficult decision. In fact, I, I will say not to put the blame on you, but to give you the credit for it, you made the difficult decision to reach out to them because you understand how serious this is. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't let that sit. It wouldn't be right on many levels. Yeah. So it's just, I think, an interesting place because you might be in an instance someday in your life where someone reaches out to you with some very heavy information that you may or may not be qualified to deal with. And you have to decide, well, what am I going to do with this? Am I going to... um break this confidence for the greater good of trying to save someone's life, I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, I think this person is quite upset with us. And I'm sorry for yeah, that. Well, I, I can even understand that. I can but too. But I think... In the risk... Yeah, go ahead. You could do more harm than good. Whatever you do, that was kind of... What's the phrase? Damned if you do or damned if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So if this person is watching, I hope that you um, have a little bit better sense of why we made the decision that we did. I hope that you see it as us 
um, honoring that you laid out something very, very serious for us. We took it seriously and we reacted in the best way that we knew how, given our limited understanding of you and our limited understanding of addiction as a mental health crisis in which many people are trained to help others deal with it. You have anything else you want to add, Dr. Mary? <clears throat> if you're in this situation like this and the person you're trying to help has no memory of actually asking for help, um, I would suggest, I'm not going to get all sciencey, but there is a reason why these people, uh, these people suffering from the, that part of the throes of addiction don't remember. It's you're not laying down any coherent memories because your liver's working so hard to get rid of what's in your system. Your liver um, controls vitamin B1 and B3, which actually makes a human being lay down a memory. Which is why if you talk to someone who's drinking, they'll always repeat themselves because they've got no remember, they got no idea what they just said in the first place. So don't get fall into the trap. And it's very easy to fall into the trap of I can't help this person anymore. They don't even remember it. Mm. They're not being bullshit. They actually can't remember. Yeah. And yes, it is incredibly frustrating. And I can only imagine how frustrating it was for you. And I'm, we've right. talked about it, but I just, you know, I just here's just a throw out to someone. If you if you find yourself trying to help someone. And you think, well, you ungrateful git, you haven't even thanked me. They probably don't remember mm. the incident. And I'm not, I am yet, or I am kind of throwing them a bone, but I'm just trying to say, you know what? It's not really an excuse. It's not a, oh, well, then forgive them for it. It's frustrating. And that's the point I'm trying to get. Trying to help someone is frustrating, especially if they don't want help or they don't actually remember that they that they asked for help, which makes the whole thing a lot more frustrating because you've gone out on a limb right there to try and help a try and help someone. And I'm not saying that's what happened here. Right, 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 right. Um, but I'm just saying in a similar situation, if you're trying to help someone and then you try and do something and they have, they don't thank you or have no memory of it. There is a reason why. Yeah. It's, it's just a complex thing. It just is. And if you've not experienced it in any facet of your life, lucky you. I hope you never do because it is, I, I can only speak from the receiving end of it. It's really, really frustrating. And I'm sure that it is from the other side too. All right. We are back on Thursday. Um, I don't know who we're talking to. I can't remember. doesn't matter. We'll be back. Have a great day. Dr. Mary, have a nice day at work. Be a good boy. Uh, well, I'll do my best, love. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a good job with the students, I promise. Excellent. I'll see you tonight. Everyone else will see you on Thursday. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.